Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Self Power Strong podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Pearson, and I'm joined today by my husband. Hi, I'm Nolan. If you're listening to this for the first time in the show, we talk about marketing and publishing and we give motivational quotes and tons of advice and ideas on the craft of writing itself based off of great and awful movies. And today's movie is what? Infinity War. Yeah. And there will be spoilers because it has been out for longer than three months. So if you have not seen it and you plan on watching it, then... Don't listen to this until after. Yeah. Go watch it and then listen. Anyway, if you are interested, come support us on patreon.com forward slash self strong, where you will be able to get uh, one of my $25 courses free and you'll get marketing questions answered. And what else? What are the other things? Movie requests. Oh yeah. Movie requests. Yeah. Good, good times. Um, you want to go ahead and give the quote, which I just realized I still haven't read yet. Yes. <laughs> A day of rest increases productivity the remainder of the week. Recreate. Recreate. by. Dave Ramsey. Uh, that actually is very applicable, very good, because we've been very burned out lately on everything. Yeah. Of course, it has to do with a lot, a lot with the kids having been sick and not, we haven't caught up on sleep yet. No, we have not. Anyway, so what do you think about that one? It's important to take time off and not burn out. Um, your quality decreases, and sometimes you can't even tell that your quality decreases. Yeah. I mean, you keep slugging through, and then at the end, you know, it's garbage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I mean, authors, you know, they, they get a hit, and then they crank out, like, the next 10 books, and they just decrease in quality Yeah. to the point where they ruin the series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate. That's 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 not like a day-to-day thing, though. I mean, obviously, it's important to take time off regularly to refresh. I mean, you need to read books. If you're going to yeah. write books and watch movies and yeah. the genre of the books that you write. And yeah. um, even some outside just to have fun and get away from it and like, yeah. come back at things fresh. Yeah, and that's actually something that Christine Catherine Rush mentioned in um, my interview with her. That, you know, taking a day off, was that the interview with her or was that her presentation? It might have been a presentation. But she talked about how she absolutely has to take a day off every single week because she's like, I have to refill my well. And this is a seven-figure author. Yeah, seven-figure and hundreds and hundreds of products out and... Mm -hmm. They're, she's doing very well. And so if she's taking a day off, then you it's important. Yeah. yeah. But again, on the other side, don't take too much time off. You know? Of course not. Um, but again, we've said, you know, working hard isn't the goal in yeah. itself. It's a way to get to a goal. But yeah. the working hard by itself isn't a goal. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. So I'm continuing my descriptions, uh, um, tips. And so today we're going to talk about that again. Uh, Use strong verbs with the idea that every word needs to push the description forward and keep the description fairly short. Around 200 words is a good length, 200 to possibly 300. Uh, I I always go by um, one, let's see, one, two, three, about four paragraphs, um, not solid paragraphs. You can go see what I've done. But write your description in multiple lengths. So like a 15 word version, a 50 word version, hundred word version, 150, et cetera, because a lot of promotional websites require a short description and you'll want to have time to word it perfectly so that when you're submitting for promotional, you know, promotions, you're not throwing out something that's could be stronger. So when you write the description, and this is mainly for like a first book in a series, I never, I don't do this for later books in the series, but, um, you want to make sure that it's solid in all sorts of different lengths. And I think that's it for today. Okay. And we're going to be doing um, Jumanji, the new one, possibly mm-hmm. next week. Are there, and we, um, 
we could use a Patreon um, suggested movie at this point. Uh, is there anything that we have not, that we've talked about that we have not done yet? I think that's it. The Ghost and Mr. Chicken. We can't find our DVD of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's our kids movie. And that was my five-year-old, our five-year-old's favorite movie for a long time. And so it got handled quite a bit and we haven't sat down and watched it together. And so I don't feel comfortable doing an episode on what we've seen because there's holes, you know. Anyway, Patreon subscribers or supporters, if you guys have a movie you would like us to discuss, go ahead and submit suggestions for that. And uh, it's been a little while since we've done... No, we did The Cutting Edge last week. It has not been a little while since we did a romance. <laughs> no one's like, uh-uh. Anger wagging. <laughs> All right. Okay. So Infinity War. This is a continuation of the Avengers stories, Marvel stories. So no real setup needed because if you're watching Infinity War without having watched any of the other movies, then we're not. You don't need a setup from us. You're going to be lost. And if you watch heck, this, heck, we watched most of them and we were kind of lost. At so. Yeah, especially at the beginning, I was like, "Hey, wait, what happened last?" It was Thor Ragnarok is basically where it ended, and then this one picked up. But I still felt like I'd missed some details or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, we still haven't watched like the second Ant Man. I don't know what all we haven't doing. watched the Spider Man movies. That one, you know, so or there's just the one right now. But yeah, I thought there's two now. The second one's forthcoming. Okay. All right. Okay. So those are the only two I can think of that we haven't seen. And I don't know if you need to have seen both of them for any. I mean, obviously yeah. Spider-Man you do, but I don't know if you need Ant-Man and the Wasp or not. Yeah, I don't either. Anyway. My goal with these movies is to own all of them and watch them from the beginning, from when the first, like it was Iron Man was the first one, wasn't it? I think so. And then go through all of them from there in the order that, you know, that they published their published them that they released them in because it's an over there's an overarching story that they have throughout the whole thing and the characters and how they develop and how they grow together and everything it's i like these movies quite a bit there's been some that i haven't enjoyed as much as others but for the most part i've enjoyed almost all of them um so what do we want to talk about then i mean well there's i've got a couple of points that i wanted to make um but first off i actually feel like we should talk about character development because there's a bit of trivia that they talked about that i didn't i'm not gonna be quoting in this at the end with the trivia section basically that all these characters are willing to sacrifice themselves but they are not willing to sacrifice each other and that is an example multiple times i mean uh, wanda with vision you know which their story is not as compelling to me but um gamora and quill there's there was very very uh, compelling because peter's like holding the gun to thor you know pointing at thor's head and she's like thanos, thanos yes thanos thanos whatever. thanos thanos i'm annoyed they say Th thanos because it feels like it should be thanos uh, anyway he's pointing the gun at thanos's head and Gamora's like, you promised, you promised me you would kill me. And Peter's like, he didn't think it would come down to it. And he finally, I mean, you can see the, the process, the thought process, like the development that finally he gets to the point where he's willing to kill his girlfriend and it doesn't work. Um, but yeah, so those two, Thor has quite a bit of development in this story, in this movie. Uh, well, because he gets his eye back, he gets an ax and he... I mean, it's kind of like Tony. There's not a whole lot of character development for him per se, but there's development there. But um, Groot grows. He sacrifices himself for the axe. You know, oh, he had to cut off his arm. So I'm like, they they had lots of really great examples of characters having to sacrifice each other for or parts or parts of themselves for the show. Uh, you know, like especially towards the end when Doctor Strange, he's like 
he gives the stone his stone over because he knows that it's necessary to win in the end, you know, even though he knows it's going to kill like half of everybody. Including himself. He saw that yeah. he would die. Yeah. yeah, that's the other thing. A lot of people die in this movie. Half. Yeah, pretty much half of the heroes die. And I'm going to talk about, I want to make comments on that about that later. But uh, did you did you notice anything with the character development? No, I mean, it's more, I mean, it's more plot stuff happening. Um, yeah, we're far like, enough in to the whole overarching story where things are happening. It's not yeah. like introducing things about people. Yeah, like exactly. the characters have, and the situations have already been introduced. So now it needs to be carried out. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Um, Thanos has quite a bit of growth. We yeah, actually he actually shows him. up because, yeah, he's like here, there, here a little, there a little. But, you know, he's not like a main character until this movie. Yeah. When he yeah. actually shows up. Yep. Okay, so what did you think the inciting incident was? I've been thinking about this a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Because do I'm like, was it? Does it? Is it before the movie starts? Yeah, I mean, because he, I mean, he wants the stones. Yeah, that's, that's when my last thing was him collecting this. the stones. Yeah, and it's just come to the point where he wants theirs because he's already been yeah. collecting them. It's just now it's become pertinent to our main characters, right? Which is yeah, they've run into them too, and some of them have them or know where they are, and yeah. he was collecting different ones that didn't have anything to do with them, and then now we have the ones that have to do with them. So yeah, then, exactly. Yeah, so I was like, is it before the movie starts? Is it something that happened in other movies? It's not Loki's death. It's not him attacking Thor's ship. You know, I, I think it's him collecting the stones. And now all of a sudden it's pertinent, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, that was my last thought there. Okay, um, Trifill Cycle. Talk to me about the Trifill Cycle in this movie. Um, it's kind of convoluted i guess i don't know there's so many interweaving stories because like sometimes he gets an infinity stone on the first try and sometimes he fails and yeah sometimes he fails and then well, rewinds time and gets it anyway and yeah. then, <laughs> um and the ultimate try felt they fell ultimately ultimately the good guys fail mm-hmm. uh, and then there's a big bummer ending yeah which i hated <laughs> I really did hate the ending. Yeah. I was expecting, I mean, the movie's rated 8.5 out of 10 on IMDb. I was expecting uh, quite a different ending. I don't know. All of the other movies have tied off nicely. I wasn't expecting a, a cliffhanger, which is pretty much what this ends in, you know. Uh, but now I'm okay with it. Now I feel better about it because I've come to grips, you know, and I did enjoy the movie. But uh, it at the end, I was like, well, that happened, kind of, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah. But yeah, the ultimate fell. They failed ultimately, like half of them died. Yeah, the good guy achieves his full purpose. Mm-hmm. Not like partial win, but he like... That's... Oh, the bad guy? Yeah, the, the bad, bad guy. guy. You said Thanos. Yeah. Succeeds entirely. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you know, he does lose, you know, he does lose some stuff, mm-hmm. but ul- his ultimate purpose is fulfilled. Yeah. And he like literally retires to... <laughs> to... Some some Beautiful planet. little place where he's not going to be bothered and by he's going to go be a farmer. Yeah, and that's what happened in the comics, right? If it holds to the comics, then he's just going to be a farmer after he kills half the half the universe, um, which is what he says. He's like, um, he just, you know, he's like, oh, once I fulfill my purpose, I'm going to rest. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and um, I'm like looking back over this. I'm like, there's a, it's it's a necessary part. It's the it, like if you go the three act structure, this is where everybody's falling. Everything's falling apart. Their whole they're falling like they're falling apart from each other that's actually been happening already you know they break up and but in this one you know they're starting to slowly start working together but it's not enough you know right and so i here's my question we know they're going to stop him yeah theoretically they didn't stop ragnarok but <laughs> but theoretically they're going to stop him 
are the heroes going to be coming back to life? Are they going to undo everything he did? I hope not. Yeah, I'm wondering um, about that because... Honestly, they're they're going to try and introduce a whole batch of new characters because they can't have Captain America anymore. They can't. Why not? He's too old. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's been in like freaking seven or eight movies. He's, you know, they're going to retire. Oh, okay. Robert Downey Jr. is going to retire as Iron Man. He's not yeah. going to be Iron Man forever. He died. Everybody died. I'm, I was disappointed that Doctor Strange died because he's only had one movie. And I was like, I'm like intrigued by his they character. They were never planning on having another one. I oh, were think. they? Well, they okay. didn't plan on having more than one Ant-Man movie either, but they did because it was so, popular. So successful. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Rudd. Um, okay. That's, <laughs> Clueless that's Days. I had a crush on him in Clueless Days, okay? Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so who knows? I mean, obviously they're going to have more than one Spider-Man movie and Spider-Man dies. So yeah. that could take place before this one or after. Yeah, I mean, we were discussing that last like, night. Like they can't like perma get rid of Spider-Man. This is not going to happen. Why it's not? Too, they got perma money. Tony money. Stark. Money. Oh, you mean to Tony more movies? Money. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, well, we don't know that he lives. He gets he stabbed. Does. We assume he leave, lives. Yeah, he stopped bleeding, and then he's stuck oh, in, yeah. uh, stranded on an alien planet. Which has oxygen, we assume. He's breathing just fine, so... Yeah, yeah. I know, I'm like... It's convenient that every planet has a uh, compatible... Yeah, the atmosphere doesn't look like it's compatible to humans, but they're all fine on it, so... Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think... I don't know, I have mixed feelings about it. I feel like some of them... I want some of them to come back, because I'm like, it kind of feels, you know... Uh, what's the word like they didn't they didn't fulfill what all of their characters potentials yeah the financial part too you know and so yeah like uh black panther having one of the most successful single movies yeah and they kill him and then they kill him after one movie yeah that's not gonna happen yeah actually that's not gonna happen yeah so now i'm like wondering what are they gonna do because this this the fourth one is supposed to come out in may 2019 and so that's not not long to wait six months no not long at all i was surprised by that but i'm like are they gonna bring them all back they can't bring all of them back you know because that's cheap cheap. yeah if they do it'll be super cheap yeah so explain why that's cheap then death has no meaning there's no way to there's no risk there's no um price you know death is for everyone at least right now the ultimate price you can pay for something mm-hmm. it's the ultimate risk you can take is yeah. are you willing to die for what you believe in or to save somebody or do something yeah and they were yep and they failed but they went out there and did it yeah. and if it gets undone then at what point does anyone's sacrifice worth anything no nobody's is because mm-hmm. anyone can just come back so exactly yep that it gets rid of all of the risk all of the consequences of any action like, they lost. That should mean something. I mean, it's really a they downer. They fought because... and they died. And their di- their deaths weren't pa- worthless. They weren't painless, you know, it's or pointless, you know. They weren't pointless. They they did try and they did fail. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, doing what they were, thought was the right thing to do. Exactly. So, yeah, it would, uh, to undo that is would suck. It's, it would it's suck a colossal mistake, honestly. And so it, many TV shows and franchises do it or mm-hmm. they go to the underworld and rescue someone and it just cheapens it. Well, sometimes I feel like... You can do it. Yeah, sometimes. Going to the other world. It depends on how much they fight to get that person back. But and usually, a lot of them, they're not the same when they come back. Yeah, usually once you do it, it, if you, it has to be like a one-off thing. Because mm-hmm. it, it, it just... Once you start doing it all the time and death doesn't matter anymore, mm-hmm. then yep. all of the actions they're taking don't matter anymore. Exactly. Either. Yep. Like, yeah, oh, there's we'll no point undo. fighting the bad guys because they'll just undo what the bad guys do. It's the same with time travel stuff. It's dangerous because if you can just undo everything, then yep. there's no risk. Yeah, and exactly. And there's no, there's no tension. Yep. And then there's no story. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So with, with your books, yeah, that's actually a good little takeaway right there. Just if you have people die, leave them dead. 
Uh, the, Unless you have foreshadowing in a plot and a reason. I mean, like a strong, solid reason. Just don't cop out. Yeah. Like, I miss that character. I'm going to bring him back to life. Yeah, that happens. Like, people, like, you kill a, a popular character and people get mad, so you bring him back. Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, I didn't like that. No, they killed him off completely. I mean, the writer did. Well, yeah, they're right. He's like, I'm done with this. He's dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, did he bring him back later? Right? I thought he did, but I don't know. Anyway, um, it's just such a tricky thing, like, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you, death is a big deal, and then you make it not a big deal, and then it undoes everything you've done up to that point. Yeah, pretty all, much. All, the, all that was for nothing. I, we've yeah. covered that already. But yeah. anyway, so... Again, I think it's like invalidating your premise. Like I always yeah. hate. Yep, yep. It's like that. You'd be like, well, you've undone all yep, of the tension yep. in your whole series. Congratulations. Yeah. So the moral of the story is don't don't do it. Do it sparingly. Yeah. <laughs> and have the cost of bringing someone back be just as high. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody else has to die or something. You know, like yep. have it hurt as yeah. much. Have saving them be worth it. Yeah. And the cost be equal to um the 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 price to undo it i'm you know the cost can't be the benefits of bringing them back yeah it's got to be like a and b yep are the same yeah so i have to choose this in my series in my clinia series the anarchy chronicles at the end they kill the bad guy and then he ends up being the bad guy in another series but he's dead being the bad guy while he's dead you know so i didn't bring him back to life but he is he wasn't fully you know, oft. And that's that fine. I mean, I, and that's okay too. I mean, you know, there's consequences to him being defeated. Yeah. He's not, he can't. He's do... more powerful. Actually, he, they kill him. He becomes more powerful because he set things up before he died. Right. And that's part, that's good. It's good planning. Cause he's, he had an escape, you know, you, you foreshadow that and plan yeah. that in. Yeah. Um, because that's different rules. I mean, it ghosts in your story can do things. Mm-hmm. So dying isn't the end for them. There's yeah. things beyond that. Like, you know, but in this scenario, dying is what the end is. And if it's a ghost story, then dying is not the end. And okay, that, so and that totally lucky, makes sense. how many times does he fake die? <laughs> yeah, so many times. That's why when he dies, it actually didn't have the impact. And Thor no. even says, like, he's died before, so I don't even know to be sad or not. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And, they, and so they actually point that out, which is smart. Which is, I'm glad they did, because cause everybody would be like, uh, is he, like, for real? Is he, is he dead for real dead, or is he pretending? Yep. Should I feel sad? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Poor Thor. He's like, yeah, I've mourned his death before. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I can't do it again. <laughs> Not right now. Okay, so moving on. Uh, I loved how they handled the deaths, by the way, of the heroes. There's no fanfare. They didn't under or overplay it. And the music was, there's almost no music. It wasn't like they were trying to dramatize it. He just, they just died. Yeah, the act of them just disintegrating and turning into like dust. Dirt. Yeah. I actually really appreciated that. Um, and that's it. They just like, they just turned, they're like, huh? And they could feel it start to happen. And they just look down and they turn into dirt. Like and they're like, crap. And that's it. Yeah. Which I appreciated that because I hate it when, when movies, when they try to make you, like when King Kong, you know. And they play like lots of violin music. They try to make you, yes, and... feel bad. I hate it. Uh, yeah, you overplay your hand. Mm-hmm. You, you ham it up too much. But there, it's possible to underdo it, you know. If you write a scene where somebody, like when Sirius died in Harry Potter, I didn't realize that he was really dead because she didn't. Like, the writing wasn't clear enough at that point. It felt like he just stepped through a portal and Harry could get him back. It wasn't... It was, I don't, I just didn't feel like it was fleshed out enough. And a lot of readers felt the same way. Not in the movie either. He just gets shot and then like back. Falls into the the, door and then the doorway. And you're just like, uh. 
is that it? Or is he gone now forever? Or Yeah, because yeah. it was just kind of abrupt, which is fine because that happens in life. But you have to play out on the emotions and the realization of the character knowing that they, he died and there's no way back. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it's, again, in Harry Potter, there's no way back. Um, well, mm-hmm. there sort of is because you can talk to dead people, I guess, with the stone. But Yeah. Um, but they don't come back. Like There's consequences to dying, yeah. and it's a big deal. Yeah. Don't violate that. And if you have something beyond death, mm-hmm. things have to be worse there, too. Because, I mean, like, Greek mythology, you know, they, they interact with the dead all the time. Yep. It's not that you can't, like, that's the end end. But, but there was consequences to yeah. dying. And yeah. it sucked. And yeah, nobody exactly. wanted to die. You know? Yeah. And people did come back from the dead, but it was, like, a big deal. And mm-hmm. it cost ridiculous amounts of the person that, you know, had to do the job. Yeah, exactly. So again, it's just anything. If you have, if you up the, you have to up the ante. There has to be stakes. Yeah, you yeah. don't have stakes, and then don't undo your stakes at the end. Yeah, and and going back to the original thought, original thing, like have make sure your beta readers, your editors, somebody's pointing out whether you're over or underdoing a death. Make sure that it has the correct amount of emotional impact for that character. Because not everybody will, life. right? Exactly. Because some will be minor characters that die, and people are bummed but not broken up about exactly. it. Exactly. Yep. Big characters, you know. You, you felt that them. way about people in Hunger Games dying. Like when Rue died and when Primrose died, you didn't feel... I didn't. Yeah. I felt like they were just like uh, manipulating me. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, it's a child. that They're all children. I, I felt differently. I mean, I under, I saw what your point was, but I was like, I, I liked Rue. I felt like she had... I liked Rue. Yeah. It's not that I didn't, but I knew she was dead before Pretty much it even started. Yeah. So when she died, I was like, But that's sucks, a, that's but... tough because everybody's going to die. So how did, how should she handle it? You know? Well, I, I think it, I, I thought it had more impact in the movie, honestly, than in the book. In the book. Me. I agree with that. Actually. Um, that's, I just think they, they compensated for that. I think mm-hmm. visually seeing a dead child instead of just reading it. Yeah. It's different. I mean, yeah. So she's like, but that doesn't help uh, authors. I'm sorry. It doesn't. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you know, when you plan out your sacrificial character make people care and don't have them be throwaways yeah or use give them backstory and... have them be involved throughout you know yeah because she wasn't really a person she was like a list that's mm-hmm. why i was like she's a young child that doesn't deserve to die in this horrible game like, yeah yes i know but i mean what about her specifically made me attack like what cool thing she does do some stuff in the book like how she hides and like yeah, yeah. they have kind of like a slight relationship before the games even start and they mm-hmm. become as much of friends as you can be during the games and, yeah yeah you know i mean so it wasn't that she didn't do anything and it wasn't that i didn't feel anything but yeah. i just already emotionally disconnected because everyone's supposed to die mm-hmm. so yeah and that's the problem with the that only kind one of a that, setup because yeah. you can't get emotionally attached because you know they're going to die there's no way she could have saved rue and herself and Peta. exactly and the fact that she could even do the two was was a huge deal that cost Which them a worked lot really time. well exactly yeah yeah i mean that was like they broke the rules to get two people out and they mm-hmm. manipulated the system to do it yeah and it was a big deal with huge consequences afterwards yeah. but th- yeah three was too far i mean all these people are not going to live yeah um pita and i mean those that's all i had the emotional space to care for um because they had the most backstory and everything and the most they were the main time. characters yeah and you knew like the ten- even the tension before i like i didn't know that they would both get out when i mm-hmm. read it the first time mm-hmm. well, like which one's gonna make it you yeah. know like peter's trying to make sure it's her yeah you know and like that's a big deal yeah exactly because he figures he's dead anyway and he mm-hmm. like actually cares about her and she doesn't give a crap about him and no yeah not that much anyway i mean whatever but she does she cares for him but she doesn't she's been so used to fighting for herself and her family that she doesn't have room to 
trust anyone. Yeah. yeah. Well, we should stop talking about Hunger Games. But I mean, it's still, it's still, it's a good lesson. Mm-hmm. It's a contrast to, I mean, making you care about people that you know have to die. Yeah. Because exactly. Thanos' whole point is he's 50 50 random. Yeah. Half the universe dies. Yeah. That includes our heroes. You know, um, and I noticed that they killed off characters that we don't care as much about, like Thor sticks around, Tony sticks around, um, Captain America. I mean, they kept the core, you know, the Hulk, doesn't the Hulk stick around? Yeah. So, I mean, they got rid of a lot of the side ones, you know? They did, yeah. I mean, because again, for plot, I mean, but, they're going to be the big draw. Yeah. They have to, like, they did, they killed Black Panther. That's kind of. But they didn't know Black Panther would be a huge movie. And that's true. But, um, but I mean, they, you know, they killed, uh, what's his name? Nick Fury. Yeah. He's been a big character, but he's, he's enough of a side character. He's a side character, but I mean, he's still like, like the, you know, like, um, he, he's what holds them together kind of. Yeah. I mean, he's the one that brought the team together in the first place and, you know, kill him. Um, so yeah, I'm, you have a point. Like they did keep the biggest people because they matter more, honestly, from like a story Mm -hmm. you can't have your B team. And then, like, that's not going to draw people in. No, it's true. But you can't let them all live either. So, and they, they, yeah, they killed Doctor Strange. So they kept, yeah, Iron Man. Yeah. And Thor and Captain America. Okay. So I'm going to give trivia now, if that's okay with you, because there's actually some trivia in here that's applicable. So Valkyrie escaped um, Thanos' attack. Oh. The director admitted that she and a bunch of other people who were core earlier escaped because when he attacks their ship, we don't even see her anywhere. He says he killed half the people on the ship. Yeah. So the other half must have escaped. Yep. So um, I thought that was interesting. Um, Thor said half the people. Mm-hmm. It, okay, th- they only took a three-week break after filming this movie, by the way, to start filming movie four, which comes out in May, which is why they, they're able to push it so fast. Yeah, it's tough. It is. Tough the actors. Okay. Yeah. It is more, more than that. Um, let's see. Where is it in here? Um... They started filming this one two weeks after Black Panther ended. Mm. And so they had a lot of over, you know, because you've got to do the post-production. You can't. It wasn't released for quite a while halfway through the filming of this one. So they've been really pushing hard with these movies. I appreciate it. I hate waiting. That Maybe they're taking a, you know, taking a card from indie authors. The faster you release things, the more they money le- you make. They left it on such a big cliffhanger. If you waited three years, it would, it would reduce its impact. And I was actually going to have that be one of my takeaways, but I decided not to. Uh, but yeah, like if you have a cliffhanger, it is better to get the next book out or the next movie out as fast as you can. Yeah. Because then people will be more willing to go and buy while it's still fresh. So yeah. Nolan's, Nolan's point, yeah. They could have released that movie as soon as the last one was out of the theaters and people would have shown up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They wouldn't have been fatigued. They'd be like, what they the would heck? have made they would have made double. But obviously you can't do that. So they but they put it they did the best they could jamming mm-hmm. them together. So yeah. yeah. Kudos to them for their schedule. Yeah. Um, Mark Ruffalo and Tom Holland, so that's um Hulk and uh, Spider Man, they weren't allowed access to the actual scripts. Because they spill it so much. <laughs> and some of the trivia people are like, well, is that staged or is it not? I, I don't know that I believe it's staged. I think they probably turn and make it to work for them. But everybody knows somebody, people who can't keep secrets. Why can't there be big Hollywood actors that are the same way, you know? Yeah. And they just use it as a way to beef up their... They either accidentally do it mm-hmm. or accidentally do it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so the line, you know how they're like, where's Gamera? Who's Gamera? Why is Gamera? 
That was um, ad-libbed. Gamora. Gamora, that's right, Gamora. That was ad-libbed, and Chris Pratt was the one who suggested it to um, Dave Bautista or whatever I'll, his name is. I'll, I'll one-up you. <laughs> yeah, I'll one-up you. Why is Gam- Gamora? <laughs> I thought that was quite funny. Actually, he was really funny in this movie. Yeah. He was pretty funny in Guardians of the Galaxy, too. We were actually talking about one of the scenes where he's... Uh, um, Gamora and, and Quill are making out and he they hear a crunch and they turn and look and he's just standing there eating while watching them. <laughs> and they're like, how long have you been there? An hour. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's see. Uh, okay, so this is the first time in all of Marvel history for Hulk and Banner to communicate with each other directly, which I actually enjoyed those parts because he's trying to get... And that's, that's a, a storyline, a plot thread that they haven't finished that started with, you know, Ragnarok. Hulk doesn't want to come back. Now we don't know why he doesn't want to come back. He's like yelling, no, you know, before he didn't want Banner to ever take over again. So it's interesting. I'm wondering what they're going to do with that. Uh, And this is another interesting fact that could have been another takeaway. Um, Thanos closing his fist to use a stone. They put that in because they're like, there's no way anybody's going to be able to fight him unless he has something he has to do to use his stones. And so he closes his fist and it gives him, you know, gives him something to do, but it also gives the characters a way to fight him while he's trying, you know, to fight them because he's too otherwise powerful. Otherwise, he could otherwise. just instantly do whatever and it doesn't matter. And then... Exactly. So I like that. So with your stories, put things in like that. It's this, they're, they're walking a very precarious line, tight wire with this because he has become, um, what's the word? Ridiculously powerful. Yeah. Omnipotent. He has power to do basically anything, which makes it almost impossible to defeat him. Well, actually pretty much impossible. So it's going to be interesting to see how they tie things off in the next movie. But the the problem with this is number one, you lose the, you lose the, no, sorry. The problem with this is you have the chance of losing reader's interest because if somebody gets too powerful, it's not challenging anymore. And you know, you can't fight them. You can't defeat them. But also if it's your main character, then there's no growth anymore. They've already achieved, you know, again, there's no um, stakes. Yeah, exactly. So it was kind of interesting. I liked that the closing his fist thing. I thought that was good. And then they had a budget of four hundred million. It was the most expensive superhero movie of all time. Yeah, it's crazy. Was this was this movie your favorite of all the Avengers movies? I think mm-hmm. Thor's still my favorite. And, oh, you mean if like the Marvel movies in general? All of them, yeah. No, it wasn't my favorite. It was I think Ant Man and Ragnarok. Yeah. Okay. Doctor Who too, or Doctor Strange? I mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah you can like it. I, don't... I enjoyed this movie quite a bit but it yeah the length and it was uh, i didn't I... like how they were all fighting and so many so many threads to follow yeah you know? i liked uh, winter soldier quite a bit i had barely remember winter soldier that was captain america wasn't Second it one. yeah um yeah that was my, my my chief complaint with this movie is there's they have literally so much going on now yeah and this movie was so friggin' long that yeah. um, it was good and it i mean kept me engaged as you say i mean if they cut it into more movies there would have had to be three movies instead but that would have made you don't like it when they do that well i don't like when they artificially do that yeah that's true um like adding fluff to make it another movie. yeah exactly when they take the last book and then split it into two but then it has less and it becomes like the the seventh harry potter movie the first half where they're just hiding yeah exactly like they could have just done that as a montage and then been done with it and like a scene or two to show you know like to spotlight specific points mm-hmm. and then moved on. Um, but yeah, there's just so much. There's a lot of content in this. It's not filler. Yeah. Things are happening. It's an important, it's a, excuse me, it's important stuff too. Yeah. It's it, not... I don't feel like there was too much 
extra stuff in this movie. There yeah. was just so much stuff in this movie. Um, yeah, I was really enjoying it. Uh, there was, it reached a point where I was, I was actually really enjoying it pretty much the whole time, where I was like wondering how they were going to tie it off and not looking forward to seeing how they tie it off with him, you know, which is one reason I think I was so disappointed at the end was because I don't, you know, I didn't know that it would be a cliffhanger ending. Generally people hate movies that have cliffhangers, but it had such a high rating that I expected it. I didn't, it just didn't occur to me, you know, anyway. Okay. So this actually kind of explains the pronunciation of his name. Thanos is short for Thanatos, which in Greek means death. So that's where his name came from. So Thanatos, I guess it could be Thanatos as well, but Thanatos, I don't know. Um, let's see the war chants in Wakanda, you know, when they're like thumping their, their sticks and everything. That wasn't the filmmaker's idea. That was the actors. The actors actually did it without the filmmakers even knowing they were going to. And it was because they, the filmmakers didn't know anything about Black Panther and because it hadn't been released at that point. And so I thought that was pretty cool. You know, they're like, we're just going to do this. <laughs> and then it made 1 billion only a week and a half after it was released. So 400 million. Yeah, but that's that's just for making the movie. They probably spent four hundred million on advertising. Yeah. Usually, you spend your budget over again on advertising. That's true. Yeah. Okay, so then the last bit of trivia is kind of interesting. Do you know why Natalie Portman hasn't been in any movies anymore? Because nobody likes her. She threw a fit oh. and refused to be in the movies because she didn't like the director change in the Thor in from Thor one to Thor two. And so she refused to be in any more movies because she's throwing a hissy fit. Fine, don't make money. I know. If I care, I didn't like a character anyway. You're garbage. Get out. <laughs> so that's the only reason she hasn't been in the movies anymore. And it kind of, what, the sad thing about that is it ruined their happily ever after from, you know, Thor 1, you know, which doesn't really have, it has a happily to be continued. But still, you know, it, it, it explains, you know. Yeah, it does. Well, whatever. Be that way. I know. I didn't care that much about her anyway. Um, I mean, it was good for story reasons, but this mm -hmm. she was annoying in the second one. So she was kind of annoying. That was actually the, when the director change happened, and that's probably was her fighting with the director or the director directing her in a way that she didn't feel worked for her character, which could have been you know possible well, too. She copped an attitude, and now she's out. So yeah. good riddance, says I. <laughs> yes. Okay. So big. Uh, your takeaways for authors. Takeaway: stakes. Make them. Don't break them. There you go. Stakes like tent stakes. No, <laughs> the stakes like what is what's the cost? What's the consequences? Yeah, have consequences. Mm -hmm. Stick to them mm -hmm. or up them. Yeah, I mean you need to of course ratchet up tension. Yeah, you know, do things to undermine tension or undo too much. I mm -hmm. mean you know do overs or and then sometimes I mean there are premises where you have like time travel and you do things over and over again and you try to get it right yeah that can work mm -hmm. but but too many times you know people don't want to kill someone and they want to bring them back and then they yep. they don't want to kill their own characters in the first place sometimes yeah. i mean yeah sometimes you got to do it for the story this is a better story well you know like i was talking to you about um the last book in the lunar, lunar chronicles and this series has been out for a while so this is a spoiler but uh at the end of the last book when the main character comes um, back from being unconscious for several days or whatever, she's like, how did everybody go do? And the guy's like, we all survived. And I was telling Nolan, I was like, none of them, all the like seven main characters and not none of randomly, them, not even one, not even one of them passed away. And I know it's the whole happily ever after there, but I'm like, it felt, and it, the fact that they pointed it out almost made it feel 
extra cheap. Yeah, like yeah. like how on earth that more than half of their army, like two thirds of their army, died and the main character survived. Yeah, were they not leading from the front <laughs> and they're hiding in a corner? Yeah. Okay, so next takeaway. Next takeaway, um, too much plot, I guess. Um, I mean, this this is a, a rare move, a rare movie where there's too many actual things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, it's too many not interesting things happening. Yeah. So I had, I mean, I think this was a great movie and I enjoyed it very much, but I, I, it felt really long, but not long because it was full of crap I didn't want to see. But just because there's too many I plot been... threads, and they didn't explore them enough yeah. to be to have the impact I think they should have had, like Scarlet yeah. Witch and Vision. Vision. I was actually just, just going to give that example a friggin' worthless target the whole time who doesn't do anything but get crap kicked out of them. Yeah, I was going to say they could have taken that that their plot line out of it completely, and the movie would have still been just as strong. Yeah, but they, they try to do a, a tension thing where she has to kill him, basically, and mm-hmm. you know, and she goes through it. Again, she goes through it, just like Quill. Quill. Did I mention that with the character development? Yeah, you did. Oh, did I? Okay, good. But that's another, you know. Yeah. She, they do do it. Yeah. You know, kill the person they love. Yeah. But then it doesn't matter (laughs) because it's Thanos and he just undoes whatever. Yeah, I agree with that one. Um, The movie was, there was so much going on and so many battles taking place at the same time that, you know, they did a really good job with flipping between the the scenes. Uh, I can't imagine how they could do it any better, honestly. There's just so much to do. Yeah, like I wasn't lost, like as soon as we got on with the next characters, you know, but... It was very clear, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this this was masterfully done. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just think they chose to do too many things. Yeah. Um, so if you've got a book that's like that, where you are rushing so much, consider splitting it in half, you know, have two books instead of one. Yeah. It can, it can be that. I mean, you can, yeah. You can have more downtime make, between make sure those action scenes. Yeah. Cause you do need some time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not that I don't like time in between things to discuss what just that, what the heck happened. Right. Yep. Those are important scenes too. Yeah. But uh, sometimes they just don't and they're just like why did the scene exist and yeah. why did it go for like five minutes when it could have been two and a half minutes mm-hmm. or ten pages when it could have been five pages you know yeah exactly those are editing things but i mean this is all good stuff but i would yeah, i don't know i don't know too much for me too yeah much. yep um above optimal and after all the complaining i do about the other direction you're like oh, you just can't be happy can you um <laughs> you know whatever Mm-hmm. I mean, they made a ton of money just, you know, so I mean, that's, that's, and it was overall a good movie. I, I did enjoy most of it. Yeah. They've been planning this for a long time. They've been very careful about how they've set everything up from yeah. day one, which is very ago. impressive. It is impressive. They, they, they've had very great control. If only other franchises owned by the Star same Wars. Company, Star Wars <laughs> had bothered to, um, have an overarching plan instead of like one guy makes this movie and then this other guy has free reign to make the second movie and then it sucks and has nothing to do with the first movie mm-hmm. you know and then the, then the third movie has to come out and the first guy has to try and do what the second guy did in the second movie mm-hmm. and then make people care again yeah. but I don't care and I never will again I think I'm going to give my takeaways now if that's okay, okay. <laughs> okay so uh, pay attention to hero entrances oh yeah Thor's entrance in Wakanda was epic Yes. It was really awesome. Mm-hmm. It, it killed me. It was so good. Yeah. And watch Megamind if you want ideas on epic entrances. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, so um, don't overplay them, don't underplay them. Same with a character's death. But, I mean, he had impact. He's a major character. When he yeah. shows up, things happen. And, and we didn't know that his the axe would actually work. So he shows up and it's like exploding huge powers and it's awesome, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, so then my next one is a bit of trivia. Uh, Thanos has the most screen time. He had 29 minutes and he was above all of the other characters. Uh, he is a great example of a bad guy who has a soft side and is still evil. Uh, he, they spent a lot of time, um, basically helping us understand him. So he wants to relieve suffering, but his methods are wrong. He's like, did you see how that planet suffered? If I had eliminated half of them, they could have continued happily. He doesn't understand. I mean, he does understand suffering because he sacrifices his daughter and he hurts to do it, but he's everything he's doing is wrong, but he's been through it. I mean, he watched his own planet die. Exactly. Um, so I mean, it's it's not without an example, mm-hmm. and he does care. He, it, their um, relationship is food related. Uh, is it? What yeah, because he's like, you know, when I found you on that planet, you were starving. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't know where your next meal was coming from until after I showed up. Mm-hmm. And then um, when he kidnapped, takes her back to his throne, mm-hmm. he brings her food. Yeah, that's and true. He says, "I thought you might be hungry." Yeah, which I just I loved. I love seeing the softer sides of him because it gives him dimension without feeling like they're trying to give him dimension. You yeah, know? be careful about this, though, because yes. Darth Vader sucked after he had his backstory, you know? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was a sucky backstory. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's okay to have a two-dimensional bad guy, and sometimes yep. you want to have a three-dimensional bad guy, yep. but it's all in the quality of how you go about doing it. Some. It's really, I'm going to say this, it's really hard to make a bad guy come across as sympathetic and not feel like you're trying to make them come across as sympathetic. And I felt you, like he was plausible. Yeah, because when you do, you're like, oh, it's only because something bad happened to him. Mm-hmm. If only bad things didn't happen to people, he would have been a good guy. Yeah. I hate that. Yep. It cheapens bad guys. Yeah. You know, it really makes them not that yeah. interesting. You, like, so many times they've just done some and sort of soft backstory and then... Yeah, he's got like, he's horrible. He's horrific. He's fascist. Like, he's like Hitler, but he's got a point to why he's doing things. He's, he doesn't discriminate. <laughs> no, he doesn't discriminate. He's, he's no willing to sacrifice pretty much everyone to to get to his objective, which his objective is not a bad objective, wanting to relieve stuff, suffering, you know, but his ways, his methods are all completely wrong. You know, and it's interesting. They pointed out, he pointed out that he tried to do it a different way before and it failed. And so he's like, the infinity stones are the only way I can do this now. And so I was like, you know, they actually got a great, a great character, a great bad guy. And they did it masterfully. And I'm going to say most people don't, most stories don't where they give them a backstory. Yeah. When they give them a a back sob story and it just... Yeah. It's very hard to have it, to pull it off it's, well. It's really hard, and they did do it. Um, yeah. So kudos to them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, try. Yeah, you, watch this and pay attention to how they do it. You might fail, but mm-hmm. um, if they, if people took this much time into making characters with interesting backstories like this, then mm-hmm. it would be great, but they don't. Yeah. They just, they just do the manipulation, uh, the obvious emotional manipulation thing that I hate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't work, so... Exactly. Um, that's pretty much it for today. Okay. Um, I was just going to ask if you had any questions. That's, I'm like doing a presentation. Does anybody have any questions? <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any questions. Awesome. Where can people find you? Uh, uh, at Art with Nolan on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, again, if you have any questions, send me an email at Andrea at selfpublishedstrong.com and go check us out on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash selfpublishedstrong. And uh, by the way, there are only a couple days left to get that NaNoWriMo bundle. So um, storybundle.com forward slash nano. So as, as assembled by Kevin, Kevin Day Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. Curated by, and yeah, some really fantastic books in that. And it's been, it's been doing really well. They've been getting a lot of downloads. So go grab your copy while there's still a little bit of time left. And I hope you guys are all having fun doing your nano writing. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's almost over this month. I wrote my book in one week. Hooray. I know. I don't nano anymore because I do it all the time through the whole year. But yeah. Anyway, this year it just lined up where I happened to be writing a book. Anyway. Okay. I think that's good for this episode, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.